This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. They're here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, joins us for more fun and frolic. A little bit later, we'll hear from Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. There's so much to talk about. I'll even explain how I come to have free internet. It should be free for everyone. This is the Tech Night Out Live. So Kirk, I know you're curious. How do I get free internet? Well, you know, I was just wondering, Gene, how in the world do you get free internet? Funny you should ask. Okay. (laughs) We moved to a new place, which isn't appreciably more expensive than the old place. And because the landlord said, I sold the place, get out. I mean, you know, in more legal language, but that was the essence of it. And what I realized, and this is true in a lot of places, rents have really soared. So you can get now like a two-bedroom manufactured home, which is like a double-sized trailer. Two-bedroom manufactured home for like $1,000 or more in the Phoenix area. That's not cheap. I don't have any um, benchmark to compare it to because, you know, prices are very different over here. Look at it this way. If you had an apartment that size in New York City, it'd be three or $4,000 a month at least. Sure. So it's impossible. So I found a place that had been on the market for a while. I have no idea why they didn't rent it, but the price had dropped a fair amount. And we took it and it's got two amenities that I didn't expect. One of which is free dish network but not like the cheapest dish network like a mid-range 200 channel plan no premium channels and you do have to pay a monthly charge for the dvr and the hd that's it it's free and it's because the the person who owns this house has a subscription that he provides to i don't know a dozen houses i remember having free cable in an apartment building because it was paid for by the the co-op or whatever you call the people who run the apartment well this is a large gated community so they have a community-wide license right it's a provider called access media three if you want to look it up and they resell dish network or direct tv depending on the housing complexes they work with so they give you that and they give you free internet and the free internet is not bad probably as good or better than you have 15 megabits down, 3 megabits up. Yeah, mine is about 15 down and 1 megabit up. Okay, so I've got better than you, and you're paying for it. What are you paying a month for that? I think it's 19, it's 20 pounds a month, but that includes the phone, because you have to pay for a landline here. Um, this is internet that goes over DSL, so you have to pay for the landline in addition for the internet. Okay, they do offer VoIP phone service, too, for $30 a month, which is a little bit high. That's a lot for phone. Yeah, That is a lot for VoIP phone. All right. So 
the thing is, though, it's industrial strength internet. And what I mean is, that's what you get day and night. Yeah. You get that. Plus, they have it set up so you can get, as long as you have a jack in a room, every room has an Ethernet port. Oh, so that's my, nice. My office has one. There's one in the kitchen. There's one in the master bedroom. It's a two-bedroom house. Now, the nice thing about it is that the way he set it up, the installer, was he took one of my Ethernet switches and he did some finagling with the patch panel and made it work in actually four places, also in the living room. So I have a direct connection to the Internet everywhere. And I did benchmarks in every room. Also, I have a wireless router in the master bedroom so my wife can take her iPad around. And it's always 15 down, 3 up. It is consistent and not just in the local area. See, a lot of these Internet providers kind of fool you because what they do is they say you can test it, but you test it on some kind of local testing station like a local data center or even their own data center and it will always give you something fairly close to what you're paying for most times anyway sometimes you don't even get it then but if you use speed test or one of these sites and you try another city suddenly the performance is all over the place here i tried like half a dozen cities and it's 15 down three megabits up and very 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 little latency like a third or a fifth of what I was getting with CenturyLink or Cox. And so the low latency gives you the perception of even higher speed. Yeah, because things start loading more quickly. That's right, except for downloads. Now, I haven't done much uploading yet of this show. I know it's going to take a while to send these shows to GCN. But as far as downloads are concerned, you know, I see it being a little slower. But just general use, Skype going online... I cannot see a difference. I'm really surprised. I'm always a bit amazed when people talk about, ooh, gigabit um, internet, as if it's going to change anything. I mean, you're just at the limit of 4K video. Um, Netflix requires that you have 25 megabits to get 4K video. So you wouldn't be able to do that. Although I've been able to get 4K video um, from Amazon without a problem. Um, The only time that you will actually see a problem is when you're trying to get big files in real time. If you're downloading a movie from the iTunes store, honestly, it doesn't matter if it takes a half an hour or an hour. I mean, either you stream it right away and watch it live and then you're fine, or you download it in advance and it takes a little bit longer. But the number of times that we actually need this bandwidth are few and far between. It's There are new OS X betas. There's some software. I downloaded some new software today, an app that was about two and a half gigabytes So that took, I don't know, 40 minutes, 30 minutes to download, but it's not a big deal. I I did my work while I was downloading. It didn't bother me. In the house I lived before where I am now, I had 38 megabits, which was, you know, comfortable for everything. Now I have 15. I wouldn't mind 38 for the big downloads to Netflix 4K, for example, as well. But those are the only times I need that speed, um, videos and large audio, um, large um, application downloads. What would be nice, though, is if anyone could get that minimum performance. I think this is below the minimum for broadband in the U.S. And it's the kind of thing where the provider, Access Media 3, they are doing ongoing upgrades. And I don't know when they'll get to this development. But they can walk in here and do some finagling 
and the front end and do multi-channeling or something. And they can boost that easily to 30 or 45. It's not such a big deal. And yeah, I, I'm not sure what options there are for anything like that. I don't know. Well, they told me when I said I can't get any faster speed, they said, no, not now. But we are upgrading the housing development. So probably at some point in time, you will. Maybe this year. Well, that, that could be like what, what I had in my previous house where they brought fiber to the cabinet um, in the village I was in. So it was a fiber connection to this cabinet, which then was the distribution point for all the houses in the village. Maybe it's something like that, that you're just going to get a bigger pipe coming in, which means that there will be far more bandwidth for everyone in the development. Well, I'm, as I say, I'm optimistically hopeful that I will see the higher speed. But right now, other than uploads and having to wait a little bit longer for those OS 10 or Mac OS Sierra developer updates or getting iOS 10 or something, I don't think it's a big deal because I do not download movies. I do watch Netflix. I don't care so much about 4K because the way this house is constructed and the way the master bedroom is constructed, I'd need a really large screen TV to see 4K. Yeah. It's not on my agenda. I'm just happy to have the free internet. When you add all that stuff, plus the fact is that they've really used modern energy-efficient designs here. So I hear the air conditioner running like maybe 20% as often to keep the place cool. And what that's going to mean at the end of the month is a much lower electric bill, I'm told. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Of course, there was a place for rent we couldn't afford. It had solar panels on the roof. Yeah, where you are, where you get blistering sun all day long, that would probably cover all your electricity needs. We have... Kirk McElhern, who's covering much of your information needs. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. People who can afford a LASIK procedure sure are lucky. Imagine being able to throw away your contacts and glasses. Imagine waking up tomorrow with 20-20 vision. Too bad everyone can't afford LASIK. Well, guess what? There's a company that agrees with you. The LASIK Vision Institute is now offering dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK to make it affordable for everyone. That means you get the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology for a fraction of what others charge. And if you call right now, we'll schedule a free appointment so you can discover if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Call 1-800-725-2487. Even better, if you're one of the first 100 callers, ask about an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. 
Let us help you. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you deserve at a fraction of what others charge. For your free appointment, call 1-800-725-2487. 1-800-725-2487. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready to eat right from the pack bacon or warm and served. Life-saving ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We've got Kirk McElhern, and we're talking first about internet speeds, real versus imagined, and whether you need more than the basic that I'm getting here. And more than likely, you may not, unless you download a lot or upload a lot. Now, they haven't let me know what kind of bandwidth requirements there are, but I don't think there's a way to measure that because they're sharing, you know, a couple of hundred people. Or online, I don't think they have any way to separate an individual user there because it's like having a gigantic switch. You're saying you don't have an individual user account. Is that what you mean? You do have an individual user account for the Dish Network because that's different with every person because you might get the, the freebie service like we're taking and then you pay for HD and maybe and you pay for the DVR. That's a special account, but there's no account for the internet. It's just there. It's just right. an accommodation. So therefore, I don't think there's a bandwidth cap because it's not a special account for me 
that was activated yeah, I, for me. I don't understand why there are ever bandwidth caps for anyone. Uh, you get bandwidth caps here on very, very cheap plans, like a five pound a month plan. Um, but other than that, it's all unlimited. And in France, it was always unlimited. And this goes back to the earliest days of, of DSL. I had DSL in 2001 in France, and it was there was never any cap. I can understand for wireless, for cell phones, because there's a certain amount of capacity you can put into a cell tower. Sure. And if you exceed that by having people constantly watching Netflix, that can cause saturation, could cause performance problems. Ultimately, I'm hoping that when they go to 5G, things will be a lot more efficient. That's going to happen in the next few years. We're- I'm waiting for 6G. That's when it's going to be really good. And right, well, 7G, man, 7G is going to be awesome. Well, 5G is going to give you like hundreds of megabits a second potential. Potentially, if they could do it without a bandwidth cap, you could tether your home internet to it if you wanted. Yeah, but that'll saturate things. I, I wouldn't want to be on a network where people are doing that. I mean, I've, I've, I have used tethering uh, at times. Um, the last place I was in in France, I had a couple of internet outages. Um, once was a half day, once was, I don't know, three quarters of a day. And both times I just tethered to my iPhone. Um, I had unlimited data on my iPhone, so it wasn't a problem. Um, this was 3G, so it wasn't extremely fast. But if you imagine, as you said earlier, people streaming Netflix, all of them on 5G and saturating the network, I don't think that would be very useful. You'd have more trouble getting and keeping calls up. Um, you'd have trouble downloading anything. So I, I think that there is a need to limit the use of video over those sorts of things. Well, they've got a couple of scams they're pulling now here where T-Mobile and Sprint are selling you something called unlimited. But unlimited means optimized video, which means, of course, it's heavily compressed or something, or bitrate limited, or you pay extra if you want more than standard definition video. So it's unlimited with terms and conditions, which means it's a big fraud as far as I'm concerned. I don't see how a company is allowed to say unlimited when there's a limit. I don't see how they do that either. I think that, as I said, is definitely, definitely suspicious and deceptive. I think unlimited means unlimited, and the Federal Trade Commission and FCC ought to act on it. So there. We're not going to get ads now from T-Mobile or Sprint, but we didn't before. Yep. So, you know, that's that's how it is. But I agree with you. That is very, very deceptive. Just if you're going to give the service, give the service. The way that AT&T does it is if you use up your bandwidth, they throttle you to 200K speeds. Yeah, well, that's good enough for the web, but not much else. Well, I like to throttle them, but that's another story. I like to throttle DirecTV. I actually, you know, wanted to see if I could get DirecTV at this development, because by the time you add up the HD and the DVR and one or two other things... Maybe a cheap plan from DirecTV would be better, partly because DirecTV gives you a more modern DVR. That's the real problem with the Dish Network here. It doesn't use the hopper. It uses an older DVR that limits you to two streams. So you can basically record two shows at a time and watch the third that's recorded. Wow, that's really tough. I mean, it shouldn't be. But, you know. (laughs) I don't even have a DVR. I record onto my TV. I mean, I just plug a USB drive into the back of my TV and I record on the TV. 
But you see, what's happened since DirecTV merged with AT&T, they've upgraded or changed the support system. I did a rant about this at technightowl.com. Go read it. And the way it works now is they've got this virtual assistant, and it's not Siri. It's like Siri basically was crippled and was dying of cancer, and this is what you get. So you mean when you call on the phone and they listen to what you say? They listen to what you say, and they always get it wrong. Now, I've been in radio for 25 years. I think most people understand me. Kirk mostly understands me. We've been friends for years. My wife sort of understands me, but she's tolerated me for 40 years. So what can you do? Even my dog understands me. I say something to Teddy Bear, and a lot of the times he'll understand. But the virtual assistant for DirecTV does not understand you. (laughs) Yeah, I think the problem with those systems is that they are going over a phone line And I I don't know exactly how it works, but when I go to call centers here, the call quality is normally very bad. So I think they're using some really low-quality VOIP. And then when the sound gets to the the virtual assistant or whatever it is, it's all like, I have no idea what you said. You sounded like static. Uh, What I found here is you just like mumble a little bit. And after three or four times, they say, okay, we'll transfer you to an agent now. My technique has always been to push zero. For operators. Okay. Okay. Over and over again, about 20 times, and suddenly the system will pick it up. But I agree with you. If I said, they said, what's your name or what's your phone number? A lot of these services list your account by phone number. So I would say, well, I figure eventually they'll figure it out, right? Yeah. But I I do notice that there are some uh, support systems that do that here, not that many. But I I agree. They don't always understand. Um, I think my bank does that for like the first sort but the the options uh, it just seems like whenever i need to call the bank it's for very specific things and i don't have too much trouble getting through but we just hate customer service sort of generally because it's always something where companies try and cut their budgets as much as possible and this means that the resulting service to customers is just terrible well, what, this, what DirecTV is doing here, what they're doing is they're trying to push the call to the automated system. That's what they do. So, right, because they want to save time. They, they want to get as much of this done by the automated system to not waste more time of the humans. And, and that, in a way, it makes sense. But I always find that the menu-based system a lot easier. You know, they give you two or three options, and then you press a button and you get another two or three options. I find that. And then you press another button and get two or three options. Then you reach the person and they say you got the wrong department. We have Kirk McElhern with Gene Steinberg. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? 
I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. I'm sorry to be so cynical about these phone menu systems. But the first thing that sets you off is where they say, our phone options have changed. 
and then they go through the same options you always had. And half the time, the options you want are not there. Yeah, but one of them has changed. It's it's usually the last one that you would never think of using. That's the one that's changed. But worse, what happens here is that you choose the option if it's available, but if there's no option to meet what you want, which quite often is the case, that option isn't there. What do I do? You press O for operator and... Maybe someone will answer or they'll say, please choose the right option or something like that. You'll be admonished by the sick sister of Siri to choose the right option. Let's give this up because it will not be fixed. It just gets worse. Also, DirecTV, a lot of their support is outsourced. They've got somebody in the Philippines or in Mumbai or something doing it. And I have no problem with people from the Philippines or Mumbai as a matter of fact, you know, I love the Indian people. They're so they're so smart. They're so friendly. But I don't know who they choose to work at these places. They aren't the people I know. Because if the people I know had worked at these call centers in Mumbai, you know, they would be telling me a lot of things I didn't know. They'd be brilliant. Yeah, I've I've had problems with some companies. Um, and I believe it was actually my phone, the company I get phone and internet from, where I had a problem one time and it got escalated. And I said, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to understand someone whose English was really bad. And the person said to me, yes, we're bringing our call centers back into the UK very soon. So uh, companies have outsourced thinking it was cheap, but the problem is they've lost customers because of the poor quality uh, support. Um, And in many cases it's okay, but sometimes you get someone whose English is just horrible and it's on a bad phone line, and it's really impossible to hear. Well, one time, though, they had a call center in Manila for one company that I was calling. And this very friendly woman with excellent English picks up the phone. And I started talking back and forth for a moment. And she was telling me a little bit about her life in Manila and maybe almost want to visit the place. Yeah. So you can't, you know, just judge people by where they are, but they have to use high standards for having people with call centers. If they want to make that decision, that's a legitimate business decision. We'd like to see people in America work with American companies, people in the UK work with UK companies, but it's a global economy and we understand that. But pick people who can do the job, not just to save money, but who can do the job. Speaking of anything here, you have an article here with a subtitle, Hey, Apple, fix this. Now, if we were going to do that, and have a list like that, it's got to be about, what, 100 pages long? Well, this is a pretty recent column. It started a few months ago on Macworld. Um, I'm writing an article every two weeks, so that's going to be 26 a year. I think the list will grow over time. Okay, so what is this about here? This particular article where it's entitled, Hey, Apple, fix this. My schizophrenic iPhone storage numbers. Now, I have to tell you before we go on, that when you say schizophrenic, I just have to tell you I resemble that. Okay. Um, one one thing I just noticed is that Macworld just changed the headline because I just clicked to go to the link and they changed it and it now says when iTunes and iOS don't agree on how much free space an iPhone has. So I guess someone complained about the use of the word schizophrenic. Well, that's a schizophrenic comment as far as I'm concerned. Right. But I didn't say it. The other guy said. 
No, I understand you have to be politically correct in this world. Well, maybe that's why. I don't know. Anyway, what happened is um, a couple of days ago, I went to my iPhone. As I say in the article, I generally have an idea roughly how much storage is available on my iPhone, one gigabyte, two, three, something like that. And I went and I saw that there was only 696 megabytes available, and I was a little bit surprised. So I connected it to my Mac, and iTunes said I had 2.68 gigabytes available. Now, this isn't uncommon. Um, This actually happens fairly often, but not so much with that kind of discrepancy. So I I did some testing, and and I copied a bunch of files. I copied six episodes of Faulty Towers, and one of them didn't copy. And I got an error message on the phone, but iTunes didn't say anything. And then I tried to sync it again, and it did sync, and it told me I had zero bytes remaining. And, of course, iTunes told me that I still had storage for about a a gigabyte. Um, This is one of these problems that there's no solution. You know, I write the Ask the iTunes Guy column, and I get questions from readers, and I give them solutions. I say, this is the workaround. Here's how this feature works. You need to know this option or this menu command or this button. But here's something where I just don't understand. How can the two devices not see the same amount of space? How can they not come up with the same number. This is just incomprehensible for me. They used to argue about how they measure the capacity of hard drives. Remember? So I remember that there was a time when the the capacity of your device would be different in iTunes and on the device because one of them's counting in by 1,000 and one's by 1,024. But now they're showing both the, the same capacity. In, in this case, a 64-gig iPod, it shows a capacity of 55.5 gigabytes, which, go figure, right? You lose 9 gigabytes because of the way they count. Well, that doesn't count. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a good one, no. I'm sorry. I'm doing the best I can. I just moved. I'm exhausted. I'm finally getting everything working, except for one printer hasn't been hooked up yet. The second printer, the all-in-one, the fax machine isn't hooked up yet. And I've got one box to go through with all sorts of crazy cables. But the nice thing about moving is you have a chance to throw things out. A lot can be said about that. Yes, I mean, we talked about my recent move um, and my move previously from one country to another. Um, It's always a wonderful opportunity to get rid of things and and it's not necessarily throw things out it's also sell things on ebay or you know other places um but it yeah it's a wonderful opportunity to clean out things that's it we threw away a lot of things in this move and this move was completed a lot faster than the previous move so we were happy about that happy to get rid of stuff because you know after 40 years of running around the world Things get accumulated. It must have been interesting for you because you grew up in America. You go to Europe, but you brought very little with you, right? I brought a knapsack, a large knapsack, um, but that's about it. And and then I later um, brought some stuff that I had kept at a friend's house in the States, like a whole bunch of records and things like that. Um, but I didn't bring any furniture. Um, I, I didn't bring any books or anything like that. Now, when I'm left home... But, but I was 25 years old, so I guess it's changed now. A 25-year-old's going to have a lot of stuff, but I didn't. I was sharing an apartment with a friend. I had one bedroom. You don't have a lot of room for stuff when you're that age and sharing an apartment. Well, that's the thing there, too. When I left home at 21, I had a bunch of stuff in my room. And I was newly married, took a place, and my mother, I don't know how much she spent hundreds of dollars of this stuff, 
sent everything up by truck. Everything I had. Mm. So I don't know. There we go. Let's go to some important stuff. I don't know if this is important to anybody. There's an article on your site I want to ask about because it's about your other podcast, The Next Track. What is mastering and remastering? This is something we'll pick up in the next segment. But we so often hear, oh, newly remastered Beatles albums for the umpteenth time. They want to take money from you from the same album. Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Yoko, and George Harrison's widow, they all have hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't need to sell you another copy of a Beatles album. But sometimes... I guess there's a legitimate reason to want to remaster something. So I'm going to ask you in the next segment about this, about the magic of remastering. And I could see where the quality of the original recording, or even a movie, because I, one of my friends has worked on restoring movies, if it's really bad and you got to do something. Or just have a second bite at the apple where you say, I didn't like the way the original song came out. We'll fix it again. Kirk McElhern joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10 the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect, and most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkeysoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. 
ProPure water filters, making water great again. Taste and feel the difference with state-of-the-art filter technology. Pro1 G2.0 and ProMax filters are independent lab-tested to NSF standards. Choose from gravity, countertop, pitcher, shower, and inline filtration products. There's a ProPure for you. Buy risk-free today. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision and independence to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. It's the leading cause of blindness in adults 55 and older. Some of us are at greater risk for AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD. If left untreated, it can lead to blindness. The good news? With early detection, AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that can reduce or even reverse some vision loss. Learning that you have AMD can be scary, but there's hope and help. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is researching and developing treatments and cures for AMD. To get your free AMD information packet, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. Join the fight against AMD, because together there is a cure in sight. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So therefore, what is mastering and remastering, Kirk McElhern? It's a question that I had long had in the back of my mind, as you say, you see albums that are released that are remastered. You don't know what it really means. And sometimes you might actually compare two versions of an album, one that's an original version and one that's been remastered. And you can hear a difference often. Um, So on my podcast, The Next Track, which listeners can find at thenexttrack.com, we interviewed Sonny Nam, who is a two-time Grammy-nominated mastering engineer. He explained exactly what mastering involves. And It's a lot subtler than I thought. So essentially, um, a mastering engineer gets tapes from a a record, and he has to tweak these final mixes so that they work on the medium in which they're being distributed. Now, Sonny Nam was telling us that he does very different types of mastering for vinyl, for CD, Um, for high resolution or for mastered for iTunes downloads, because he takes into account the way people are listening to it. Most people, if they buy high resolution files, they're listening on a decent stereo in a quiet room. If they buy iTunes files or Apple, if they're using Apple Music files, well, they may be out listening on earbuds in the street. Mastering is, for the most part, just applying equalization and compression. Equalization is 
alters frequencies. You increase the bass, you decrease the treble, and there are a, a wide range of frequencies. It's not just those two. I don't know how fine the equalization is, but if you remember back in the day, it was a thing to have an equalizer connected to your stereo, and it was generally like 10 bands for each channel. That's actually useful to do. In fact, iTunes has an equalizer, and you can check it out and see how it works. It's useful to do if you're in a room which has no carpeting, and you want to increase the bass a little bit. Or if you've got too many windows, you're going to get more treble sound, so you might want to decrease the treble. Now, when when a mastering engineer does this for a recording, they're trying to find the ideal sound that a recording's going to have. Um, and it's also a homogenous sound from one song to another. Because remember, the songs may be engineered and mixed by different people. And then when it gets mastering engineer, he or she is the person that, in a way, makes them match and feel like an album. There were some interesting points he made. For instance, he's remastered all of the Doors albums um, for vinyl. And he was pointing out how, with some early records, in particular the Beatles, we know about this, they would put the drums and the bass on one channel and the guitars on another channel. And this doesn't necessarily work anymore. It doesn't sound right because of the way we listen to music. And so he was pointing out that in some remasterings, he puts things back in the center. He re-spatializes it. He changes the, the, the way the, the soundscape comes across. For the most part, remastering and and he even said a lot of remastering is just marketing it's not necessarily essential for a recording but in some cases uh, the master was done not very well the tapes might not have been in in great shape and and there are lots of uh, techniques and, and programs now that can restore old tapes and you're talking about restoring movies it's the same thing I know I've mentioned The Grateful Dead many times. I'm a fan of The Grateful Dead. And they release lots of old recordings, and the latest release was from 1970. And they put these tapes through a number of processes to make sure that they sound much, much better than they could have. Uh, so it's very possible that a CD that was mastered in the 80s or the 90s, with newer technology and a sort of restoration of the original tapes, it can sound an awful lot better. The thing I noticed about The Doors, and part of this is the sacrifices you had to make to make the vinyl play on a $29 record player. Because one of the mastering engineers that I had talked to, Bob Ludwig, a very famous mastering engineer, who won Grammys, by the way, he told me, I always check the results on that $29 record player to make sure it won't skip. But you had to sacrifice a lot. To do that. Yeah, there's there's a famous anecdote. Um, when the Rolling Stones were finishing mixing Exile on Main Street, they took a tape and went out and dro drove around in a car to hear how it sounded. And Sonny Nam said that, yeah, he listens to things in a car as well, because th this is the way you hear in different environments the way people are going to listen to it. And while you may master something so it sounds perfect in, in a quiet room with a well-balanced stereo, you want it also to sound good in a car on an iPhone, or on a Bluetooth speaker. In the old days, especially in the days of Motown, it had to sound good on an AM radio. Yeah, yeah. And, and AM radio with limited frequency response, and uh, the AM radio would be like the equivalent of, what, a 16-kilobit um, MP3 these days. So you don't get much music coming through AM radio, plus it's mono. But Sonny Nam was telling us he remastered the Doors albums for vinyl, and they were all put on to two records per album at 45 RPM. So the records turning faster, you get more room 
for the sound. And he said it's much more expansive. You've got more room to do things on the vinyl like that. I don't know if you remember, I remember back in the 70s, there were some classical recordings that were sold on 12-inch 45s, and you could get about 15 minutes per side. The logic was, again, the, the longer the space you have for a second's worth of music, the more, more amplitude, the more music you can actually put into that space. Now, when my wife did some demo records in the 1980s, and we still have them, by the way, we still have a couple of hundred left, when she did that, the recordings were released on 12-inch 45s, two songs per side. That's a standard you know, 12-inch single, and 12-inch singles have been around since the late 70s as well. But doing a longer uh, piece of music is done more for the fidelity than anything else. Well, this was, I think, really good sounding. In fact, she came very close. I think if we had a little money to push it, she would have done well. She would call radio stations and get them to play the song, including a couple I'd worked for like 10, 15 years earlier. So it was a lot of fun. Anyway, with the mastering, the thing I noticed with the Doors especially and the Beatles, to me, they sounded very bass deficient, especially the original CDs, which were really taken off the vinyl masters with very little change. And once they got things together, you could hear the drums much better more of a thump on the Beatles and the Doors. Well, that's one of the problems. So if you master something for vinyl, it's not going to sound right on CD. And this is one of the reasons why um, the early CDs didn't sound good. And this led to the belief that vinyl sounds better. This is, you know, 30 years uh, on, people are still remembering that early CDs didn't really sound that good. And it's only because they were just mastered incorrectly. Well, I remember listening to one of the first... CD players, a Sony. I guess CD 101 or something like that. The original Sony CD player. I went to an audio show in New York City, and they were playing a recording from Billy Joel. And it sounded awful and harsh. And as you say, the things they do for vinyl to make it sound good have to be virtually undone for CD. Yes, they have to do different things, but it took a while to master that craft. Again, it had to be subtractive. They had to undo a lot of the things they were doing for the vinyl. Yeah, records, vinyl records, um, a turntable uses something called the RIAA curve, which is a sort of equalization. Um, If there's too much bass on a record, the needle can skip. So the RIAA curve equalizes the bass by increasing the bass on a so you read you reduce the amount of bass on the master that you press into the vinyl and then during the playback it's increased through a sort of equalization and this is a standardized curve that had been used i think since the 1950s for vinyl records but if you take that and put it on a cd you have no no bottom at all um it sounds really anemic it sounds almost like you know an am radio in a car without any woofers or anything Exactly. But this, it didn't take long for them to figure this out. And, you know, you mentioned the Beatles. The last remasters of the Beatles are really clean. Um, they came out, what, about 10 years ago? There were two sets, one set in stereo and one set in mono. Yes, I remember that well. And Beatles fans had long criticized the masters that were, I don't know, sometime in the 90s. Um, which I never owned. I, I bought the box sets, the, the last set that came out. I never owned the ones in the 90s, but they were considered to be extremely poor as far as mastering is concerned. 
Well, what's interesting, though, is the fact that mastering makes such a big difference. That it's not just, you know, it's not just some guy flipping a few switches. It's someone crafting sound. Um, and if, as you were saying, that Billy Joel album didn't sound good because it was poorly mastered. And this will make you think that the Billy Joel music isn't good and you won't want to listen to it. The master so, engineer, in a way, is equivalent to the film editor. They are taking all the work and delivering the final product that you see or hear. We've got more final things to talk about with Kirk McElhern. Later on, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, my neighbors, we have a second way to listen to this radio show. It's called Tech Night Owl Plus. What's that about? We give you a commercial-free version of this show. Better quality audio for a low monthly subscription rate. A great way to support the show. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. We have Kirk McElhern, and we're talking about mastering, about remastering recordings. And as I mentioned here, it's the equivalent of 
the film editor, where all the stuff they worked on is put together in the form in which you will see or hear something. And that is the most important thing. Yeah, I'm not sure I would equate it with the editor because the editor is the person who's cutting and pasting. And that's kind of what a sound engineer does. But there are people in film who I don't know what the process is called. A lot of it has to do with color temperatures and, and things like that. And there are people in film who do this final pass to make the film look a particular way. We're Um, talking there about visual optimization. I'm talking about the content of the film. I'm talking about the content of the film, which takes are used, what's shown, what's omitted, which camera yeah, that's, angles. That's what, that's what the, the engineers and, and the mixing engineers do. That's different. The mastering engineer, he's got the finished product, the finished mix. He doesn't change that. Um, what he will change, however, is the presence of certain frequencies, maybe the hi-hat's a little bit too loud, so it's really in the high frequencies, and he'll, he'll lower it a bit or increase or decrease the bass or something like that. A film editor is actually the person who's crafting the narrative in many ways, Uh, whereas a mastering engineer, the narrative is completed. He's just doing the finalization to make it sound as good as possible. And with vinyl, there was a lot of artistry there. I think with digital, less so because you don't have to manipulate enough if the master is of good quality. They still have to have a sense of how it's going to sound on anybody's CD player or mp3 that gives you another set of options right there mastering to sound good when you have a highly compressed format how will this sound with mp3 not just how it sounds in a cd because nobody buys it that way anymore it is music downloads it's mp3 aac how is it going to sound that way and that adds a certain level of consideration and artistry Uh, Again, I don't know what it's called, the person who deals with the color temperature and the lighting and the brightness on a film. I would think they have a similar responsibility um, between making a film for theatrical release and a film for, you know, DVD and Blu-ray. I'll still tell you this, though. Blu-ray still looks the best. Well, for now, 4K looks better than Blu-ray, but we're just not there yet. Well, it does, but the 4K Blu-ray format is just basically getting underway now in terms of being introduced. And as I said before, and I learned this now because we have a larger master bedroom, and that is the TV set we have, if I got that in 4K, I wouldn't see the 4K advantage. Not at all, except maybe the high-definition color. Yeah. Besides which, the version of Dish Network they give us free, no support for 4K. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, that's life. You can live without it. I mean, 4, 4K is nice, but it's not that big a deal for most people. And I, I don't know how long it's going to take. I, I know there are some standards that have been established for 4K discs, um, but I believe there's a sort of um, uh, Betamax versus VHS thing and that there's still a standard that's up in the air. And, like, we just don't need that anymore. I I have absolutely no desire to buy a machine for something where there's even the slightest chance that the standard's not going to be usable in a couple of years. That's very much the case of 4K. And I think part of it is a lot of people who buy 4K sets, and they're not buying 65-inch sets or even 55. The average size of a TV is in the 40s. So they buy a 4K TV and they watch it. I don't see a difference. Yeah, so, on a small TV, it doesn't matter. For a big TV, uh, and but small TVs, you wouldn't see it. Exactly, exactly. 
So what happens here is that despite that, people will buy it because the sets are getting cheaper. But offering higher quality color in the mid to high price sets, that you'll see visually. Not a lot, not an immense difference, but there'll be a difference. Yeah, you're right. You win. <laughs> no, I agree. I always win. You know, Kirk has learned this from me. I always win. Let's move to a couple of quick topics before we let you go. So now we know that there's going to be a new iPhone in September. Do we know? We know. I mean, sure. I mean, do you okay. really think it's something that's going to be a surprise to anyone? I don't know. Maybe it will be. Maybe, you know, Tim Cook is going to get up on a stage and say, you know what? I don't have anything new for you. Right. Snowballs in hell go together with that thought, but still. Well, where um, I live, you don't see the snowballs. Well, didn't you have snow a few months ago? In Arizona, not where I live. I thought last winter you had snow. Anyway, um, we can assume that there's going to be a new iPhone. It's a safe assumption. Assumptions, assumptions. What can I tell you? We assume there's going to be an assumption. All right, so anyway... Every time we reach August, it seems like every year it's the same thing. So we see a story. Oh, my heavens. Apple is encountering production problems with the next iPhone. They'll be in short supply. You won't be able to get the one you want without waiting. It's every time, every year. Yeah, I don't know. Well, um. With the 6 and the 6S, there were production um, problems. What do they say? Constraints. Uh, with the, the SE, when it came out, it was the same. It was, you could say it was oversubscribed, that basically Apple just hadn't understood how many people wanted a smaller phone. Um, it's entirely possible that this is going to happen uh, when the iPhone 7 comes out. It, it's, you know... Part of this might be artificial, that Apple doesn't want to have too many because they want it to look like it's sold out because that makes it more desirable. But I'm not convinced that Apple goes out of their way to not make enough products. I think they might have done it with the the Apple Watch because they really didn't think they were going to sell a lot. But I don't think that they do that with iPhones. I think they make as many as they can. And unfortunately, they don't always keep up. And, and part of this is perhaps because of the way the product is designed, that some of the components are harder to make or harder to make in sufficient quantities. Because, you know, a lot of these components, there's a certain percentage that don't pass the, the testing that they go through. Um, I don't remember what percentage it is for like LED, LCD displays or LED displays, whatever. Um, but there is a percentage. So some of these certain technologies may make it a higher percentage of units that fail. Um, and, you know, there's always a new technology in a new iPhone, whether it be a touch ID sensor, a camera or something like that. So there are always problems with essentially unproven technologies. Also, part of it is, I think, fueled by the same things that you got when you see the rumors that the iPhone 7 or whatever it's called is going to be, well, not such a great update. And the reason is the competitors are feeding that stuff to journalists. Oh, we got this stuff off the supply chain. Or maybe they feed it to somebody who feeds the stuff to the journalists. So these stories is going to be a pathetic upgrade. iPhone 7. Nobody's going to want it. Let's do a poll. If it isn't changed much, would you buy the new iPhone? And people will say, of course not. 
So that's the kind of thing I think that happens from time to time, whether we like it or not. Not being conspiratorial, but it's a highly competitive environment and people will try to get an edge. The same thing being true now with all these reports, almost always a month or two ahead of release, Apple will face production constraints. And as you say, there are legitimate reasons for that. One being, of course, that you have new technologies and therefore takes a while to ramp things up. A little bit later on the show, we'll be featuring Brian Chaffin. He's from the Mac Observer. Let's ramp this up for another segment. We have Kirk McElhern, sometimes called the iTunes guy. He's got Kirkville at McElhern.com. And he's also a committed podcaster. I should be committed too, but we don't want to get into that. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24 7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866 389 0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. 
If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Paid not attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So anyway... So standard issue, next iPhone, production constraints. Oh, my God. Do you think the competitors feed some of this? I don't know. I think Apple feeds some of it as well. These leaks that come out about, you know, a new product is going to do this and that, and it's going to have a headphone jack or not, and it's going to have a home button or not. Um, a lot of these are just planned leaks by Apple, and they could also be leaking information that they're not going to make enough iPhones to sort of whip up demand. Well, that does it, too. I mean, how often does a Samsung device have a production constraint? What they do is they flood the channel and then figure it out later. I don't pay enough attention to Android phones, but I'm sure it must happen because they have a high-end phone. Um, I'm just looking up in April last year, the S6 Edge was had production constraints. Um, the Note 7, very strong demand. So it's not unknown for Samsung, but it's only Samsung's top-of-the-line phone because they have so many different models across the, the uh, different price points. Whereas for Apple, you know, you've got – technically, you've got three phones, even though they come in different versions and different colors and different capacities and all that. It's still three phones. I, I think the big unknown right now is whether the iPhone 7 will come in three sizes or just the two larger sizes and keep the iPhone SE as the small phone. You sound like the person I was talking to at DirecTV the other night where I reached somebody and it sounds like she dropped her headset. Yeah, I just banged into my microphone's pop filter. And you went pop, went your weasel. But the thing here is that she denied it. Said, no, 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 nothing happened. I still hear the headphones being jiggled. So I go on and ask for something and then she hangs up on me. Oh, that's nice. That's another reason why I hated the whole process. It's not just having brain-dead voice recognition. It is having brain-dead support people. Yeah. Well, it's a tough job. I have a friend who was a, um, a call center. Uh, he worked in a call center, and he became a manager after a while. And it was a tough job. I mean, it really is. He lived in an area where there weren't many jobs at the time, and he doesn't live there anymore. But it's a tough job. It's quite demanding. I mean, you have to deal with... 
irate customers, clueless customers, confused people. It's not always simple. And I remember distinctly, I did a little bit of that. When I first moved to Arizona back in 1993, I was working for a small software company and I was doing tech support. And he wouldn't finally reimburse me for all of my phone calls. So we parted ways anyway. I would get all sorts of crazy support calls. What he did was forwarded the calls to me, use my own dime, my own phone and everything. That was okay. I didn't mind it when I was getting paid for it. When I wasn't getting paid for it, I minded it a lot. But the thing here is a lot of people just don't understand. And he was selling mostly fonts, by the way, small font package. And most of the questions I got were from people with PCs. How do I install this on a Mac? You know, it's easy enough and people figure it out. On Windows, they couldn't figure it out. So I understand what they went through. And I needed the money, and I do it now if somebody asked me to do it, but not on my own dime. The key here is that, as you say, it's a thankless job. Not because people are stupid, but people have other priorities. And people may know about a lot of things, but maybe they don't know about the technology, and you have to help them and assume it's not because they're dumb, although a few might be. It's because they have other priorities in their life, and this is not among them. They just expect people to help them. I'm kind of sympathetic to it. When I find a really good support person, I sometimes just talk to them a few minutes because I yeah. understand what they're going through. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I deal with um, average users quite often. Average users, people who really don't understand a lot about technology. And they, they may say that I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but they're not really doing this or that. They're doing something different, and they don't understand that they're doing something different. Um, you know, I get a lot of this by email with questions about iTunes, and sometimes I'll ask people, okay, but are you doing this? Are you doing that? No, no, I'm doing this. And I say, oh, you mean that you're doing that? And obviously it changes everything. So, <sighs> I'm going to tell you something about just about something here. We were talking sometimes about getting phone calls from telemarketers, and this happened as we were talking. And it said, someone left his pixie dust on your car? Got a text message. Did someone leave pixie dust on my car? It's a car wash company trying to mm -hmm. get business. Well, my car is dirty because it just moved. And, you know, we pushed down the rear seat to move a lot of stuff. So we made it into like a small flatbed truck because the rear seat is folded down. But I don't know. You get all sorts of crazy things. Do you get a lot of telemarketing calls in the UK like we do here? I don't get very much. When we moved, we weren't able to keep our previous phone number, so I don't think I've gotten any uh, in the new house. I used to get a couple, always asking for the same name, someone who apparently had the number years before um, and got onto some list. But I have a, a, a phone that blocks... I can block numbers when they call, and every time I get one, I block it. But I haven't gotten any in the new one yet in, in the nearly three months we've been in the new house. There are far fewer here than there are in the States, though, I think, overall. I have had the same phone numbers for 23 years. Ah. Uh, okay. I have one line that I use for regular calls, another line for faxes, then a business line. But I've had the same numbers. But I've switched phone services but now it used to be that if you moved into a place with a different area code, you might have to get a different phone number. Now with VoIP, you can take your New York phone number and go to Canada 
and still use the same phone number. So now when you call somebody at a specific area code, you have no idea where they really are. Yeah, they don't do VoIP like that over here. I can't. I could get a VoIP number through an alternative provider, um, but that wouldn't be the number that I would be given by um, by the phone company uh, who I'm paying for the phone service. I would have to pay additional for that. Yeah. Well, everybody has a different problem. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I mean, I don't use the phone enough to really worry about it, and you know the fact that. Uh, you know, you've had a no phone, same phone number since forever. I haven't. Um, it's, so it's not. Uh, on the other hand, I was just thinking the other day. Um, I've had my, I've had my own domain, Macklehorn.com, for twenty years now, and I've been using you know the same couple of email addresses on that. And you know, when I look at my spam folder in the morning and I see all the junk that I get, it's no surprise that, you know, that's a number that was once public. It was once you know on websites back in the day. Um, and then it got harvested by spammers, and then, you know, all bets are off after that. Well, that's it right there. I mean, I still get a lot of spam email, and part of the problem is I've had these addresses for years. Yeah. That's what can you do. Kirk, would you tell us where we can find more of your stuff? You can find me on Kirkville at com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com, and that's my website where I write about iTunes and music and books and all sorts of things. You can find me at Macworld, where I'm the iTunes guy, and you can find my music podcast, The Next Track, at thenexttrack.com. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-954-9674. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. 
We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-954-9674. That's 1-800-954-9674. 1-800-954-9674. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries, from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer joining us, and we have a wide-ranging agenda, some of which we haven't figured out yet, but we will shortly. And that'll be exciting. Now, there's a story out now, and you've probably seen it, Brian, in different places. Oh, yields are low on certain parts for the next iPhone. Therefore, supplies will be constrained. It happens every year. Why am I not surprised? Well, it doesn't actually happen every year. Uh, it used to, be, used to be that the supply chain was a, it was a pretty good... Um, predictor for iPhone numbers. It was a very mixed predictor on new new Apple products. But Apple has increasingly diversified its supply chain enough so you know, re- reading those tea leaves is a little better than reading those tea leaves. Um, you know, Tim Cook said as much. He actually warned analysts that, um, that any micro, you know, I forget exactly how he said it, but any small look at Apple's supply chain was uh, not the best way to, to understand what Apple was going to be doing. Oh, it's because they juggle supplies depending on yields, depending on their needs, and it's complicated. And he doesn't get the big bucks 
for anything other than running a big company and understanding the supply chain. That's how he became what he is. So it's some true. journalist somewhere who picks up a little rumor from the Far East, they don't know what's going on. They get a sense, oh, Apple cut back on orders for this particular company. They must be cutting back on this product. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I don't know. I, I just said, and I kind of, I kind of wish I, I hadn't actually said it this way. Um, I said it's like reading tea leaves. There is some information to be gleaned. It's just not absolute. You know, like w- for instance, if if Apple's going to move to a different kind of screen, we're going to know that from the supply chain, and those reports are going to be most likely be accurate. If TSMC, it's Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation. Uh, is going to start making chips or stop making chips, we're probably going to know about it, and that information is probably going to be reliable. To it, it's it's the business of predicting, it's the business of predicting Apple's actual orders from a small glimpse within the supply chain. That's the part that's hard, and 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 understand that that. The analysts who do this sort of thing, and there's you know there's analysts to do this, and there's reporters to do this. The analysts in particular are they're doing their best to say, well, you know, these are the key parts, right? So if we know exactly how many of these are being made, because we know of, of only a few companies that can do so, then you know that's gonna that's gonna give us our our inside track. Um, but it's still, like I said, it's just, it's just not, a, it's not a precise science. Uh, I would wait and see what Apple does before, um, before freaking out about it one way or the other. But freaking out is more fun. That's true. Yeah. Especially, yeah, that's, it's kind of a national pastime, isn't it? Global pastime even. Especially about Apple because we want to see them fail or some people do. So whenever Apple might strike a problem, Oh, my heavens, this is it. Apple has been fooling us for the past 35, 40 years. And now the truth is out there. Finally going to get their comeuppance. That's right. Apple's going to get their comeuppance. And finally, we're going to know. Are there any media analysts or financial analysts out there who could really parse the supply chain stuff? Or do you have to be a Tim Cook who's going to, I think he's going to have $100 million worth of stocks there going on. You have to be a Tim Cook to know this. You know, it's it's a it's an excellent question in part because it's a complicated question and it's certainly a complicated answer. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of Apple fans in particular, like to bag on analysts. And I am I only bag on the analyst analysts who are um, idiots. <laughs> I bag on the analysts who don't understand Apple's business model. You know, the kind of analysts who who, uh, and this hasn't happened the last two quarters, but who would congratulate Apple for their newest record quarter and then ask when they were going to start doing things like everybody else. Those analysts have no, I I give them no respect whatsoever. There are a lot of really, really smart analysts who know what they're doing. And there are a lot, there are a few analysts who are really properly, and properly from their standpoint, plugged into Apple's supply chain. Um, Oh, oh, so I, and the pro, here's the thing: the real answer to your question is is in reality, only Tim Cook really knows. He he and Jeff Williams, who is uh, the operations guy, 
uh, who was Tim's lieutenant and is now Tim's head of operations. And only those two guys know exactly what's going on with orders, but that doesn't mean that some analysts don't have some really good educated estimates. Well, where you'd possibly see production difficulties is where Apple has a part that's brand new or a production method that's brand new. Sure. So you kind of expect that, but it's par for the course. You know that when that new iPhone comes out, it's going to be a few weeks before they are easily obtained. Mm-hmm. And if not, there's a problem. Well, you know, but the last several releases, uh, that availability has been better and better. You know, that initial availability has been has been pretty solid. There's been... Uh, I think the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6S both sold in really, really good quantities their opening uh, weekends, and yet they – I don't think either one of them was sold – I can't remember now. Maybe the 6 was sold out and the 6S wasn't. And the 6S didn't sell as well as the 6. But I think – my point is that Apple is getting better at – managing that initial availability and uh, i don't think it's i don't think it's a it's an, a knee-jerk thing anymore to say oh no something's wrong you know i can still get one of these <laughs> there you go let's move on to another topic here which is something that has been around for a few months now and i know you and i probably agree on this the complaints oh my god the iphone 7 will not have a headphone jack. Now, as a background, I looked up headphone jacks. And the technology we use now was first introduced in the 1950s for those first transistor radios you carried around. So you had the small headphone jack because you had a small radio and you had to have a small place to plug it in. But the so-called, was it the RCA or phone plug? It's a phone plug. It's not the RCA plug. The original phone plug dates back to like the late 19th century. Talk about technology. Yeah. Yeah, and good riddance. Uh, I don't know. I say good riddance. I I don't have a problem with the headphone jack, but I also don't have a problem with Apple ditching it. Uh, I think that the the reasons for ditching it are are manifold, starting with the fact that they're a point of egress for, for moisture and liquid. Uh, they, which means in other words, you know, damaging the inside of your device with, uh, with water when you drop it somewhere, it is large. It's, it's stunningly large for what it does from a modern eye, right? From, uh, from looking at it from everything else that, that, uh, Apple or in, in some cases, uh, other device makers could do with the same amount of space. And that's because it is that legacy, you know, the decades old technology and, it is a failure point. It breaks. I mean, I, I would imagine that many of your listeners, many of your listeners have had a headphone jack break just from normal use. And then lastly, it's, it's, uh, um, has the potential to sound better if you're using something like a, like a lightning jack. Now I say that I've got a pair of headphones that have a lightning jack. Let's talk about those okay. in a moment. We have Ryan Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Can your vitamin supplements positively affect your blood in five minutes? Protovite can. Protovite is a genuine breakthrough liquid daily nutrition that delivers quality ingredients into your blood in less than five minutes. Scientifically proven and backed by clinical studies, Protovite supports energy, vitality, and optimal health. Watch our two-minute live blood cell video and see for yourself at vniinc.com slash prohealth. That's vniinc.com slash prohealth. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. 
Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. So we mentioned here with this ancient headphone jack, a point of failure. And remember, and I've had it happen to me, a plug breaks in there or something like that, or it stops working. What do you do? Because it's part of the logic board. You have to replace the whole logic board for the little tiny headphone jack. And then you're mentioning, of course, lightning port-based headphones. And we're talking about a direct digital connection here, aren't we? We are. And you know, one of my readers pointed out to me, uh, not that I'd forgotten, but, but it does bear pointing out, that sound is analog right the things that our ears hear are, are analog it's um the question is at what you know who gets the right to turn it from a digital thing on your iphone to an analog thing that your ear is going to hear you know it, where's that control going to be i've got a pair of headphones that were sent to me for review from a company called audis they make very very high-end planar headphones they're very expensive and it shipped with a lightning port out of the box, so a lightning connector. A lightning connector. It also had a it had a separate uh, uh, a headphone jack connector, but it had this this lightning connector. This is this thing they call the cipher cable, and the, their cipher cable ends with a lightning port, so you plug it into your lightning port on your iPhone, and it also has a DSP, a digital signal processor, on the cable itself that's actually handling some music processing for you. They're heinously expensive. They sound fantastic. And the reality is, is that, you know, I haven't had any problems using them with that audio port without, you know, not with it. I haven't had any extra charging problems or anything like that. I mean, I guess, you know, some people could. My experience with these has been so good that it has eliminated any angst that I've had about Apple eliminating the headphone jack. Okay, but if you're going to have a lightning port, does it cost more? For the headphone. We're not talking about high-end stuff like you have. We're talking about the normal $20 <laughs> earbuds. Yeah, it would. It would. A lightning jack is going to be more expensive than a headphone jack, from, both from a licensing standpoint and from a manufacturing standpoint, from a technology standpoint. Uh, it's, it, But it's not going to be it, – it'll be significant in, in, in relative terms, but it's, I don't think it'll be significant in absolute terms. And, you know, the big thing, and one of the things that I, I am – suggested to my my readers this week was that wait and see how apple does it before you get upset you know if apple ships this thing without a headphone jack and then gives us no converters no no uh, um what's the word an adapter an adapter goodness gracious yeah if apple ships these things without an adapter so that all of our legacy headphones are useless all right people can complain about that i i, I will be first among them 
But wait and see how Apple does it. Wait and see if Apple gives us the ability to do pass-through charging so that we can listen to our headphones and charge at the same time. Um, you know, let's let's wait and see how Apple does this before anyone gets upset, because the reality is that it's probably going to be just fine. And even if we're tense at the beginning, we'll get over it. Just like we get over it every other time that Apple ditches some legacy technology. It happens every time, starting with a floppy drive. I still remember floppy drives, optical drives. Yeah, the iMac was going to be a complete failure because it doesn't have a floppy drive. Oh, yeah. The iMac. Right? It's like, a... oh, my God, it's, it's so ridiculous. This is such a ridiculous machine. It doesn't even have a floppy drive. <laughs> Come on. Really? Well, we said that. I mean, no, I, I didn't say that. But lots of people said that. Besides, that if you wisdom. talk about they, you don't have to own the statement. Well, they told me. It's right. not what I have to say. It's they. Right. Okay? They. They, own every, they do everything. If it wasn't for they, we'd all be very rich. But they prevented me from being rich. They prevented my car from starting up this morning. Actually, my car does start. It's just a point of example. They did this. They did that. Who was they? Somebody did a comedy routine on that, by the way, about they. Sounds like George Carlin. Probably. You know, that's when he also did one where they had the seven deadly words, and he did every variation, which became 300 words. And it's one of those side-splitting things you can't play on commercial radio. It's true. That's the, that's the entire premise of the piece, or the bit. Okay, you made an admission in a column at Mac Observer. Okay, four words. I'm pretty damned nerdy. Darn, I think I said nerd. I think I said darned. Well, okay, darned. I'd rather say, yeah, we can use the other word. We can okay. use the other D word. Fair enough. Uh, I am pretty nerdy, yes. I am. You are? Yeah. Okay, okay. Why do you ask? I ask. I ask. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm going to cough in a second here. All right. The issue here is that... I don't even know where I started here. All right. I, I don't care about batteries. Okay. Batteries. You're talking about battery technology. Yes. Now, what was it? Benjamin Franklin made the term battery, didn't he? Um, sure. Let's go with that. I don't know, but it sounds good. All right. So Benji, as we call him, friendly name. Hey, Benji, how you doing? So Ben Franklin did this. Benjamin Franklin first coined the term battery. Well done, Gene. That's right. But in terms of the technology, where has it really improved in the last 10, 20 years? Golly, battery technology has improved a lot in the last 10 to 20 years. I don't know if it's improved a whole lot in the last five years. But, you know, one, like one of the things that Apple has done if you look in the the MacBook, the really, really thin MacBook, is that Apple has figured out how to deploy batteries uh, asymmetrically when it comes to cell placement. And apparently that's a thing. I, I, don't, I don't really know why that's a thing, but apparently that's a thing. Apple figured out how to do that. Apple also figured out how to cram every nook and cranny with battery cells. 
and this is something that uh, that uh, you know companies that are just that are that are not so heavily invested in designing every single component of their products is something they they can't even touch. But so Apple has pushed that sort of thing very far, and then of course Apple has also pushed farther than anybody else could push the ability to control the electronics in any given device in such a way that they used the absolute minimal amount of power. So, you know, we, we have seen longer and longer battery lives coming out of uh, uh, our devices, or in some cases we've seen thinner and thinner devices or smaller and smaller devices that have the same or slightly better battery life. So, I mean, there's there's been improvement, but, you know, these are all, at this point, iterative improvements on the same lithium lithium um, uh, ion technology. So, you know, we it would be nice to have some sort of new, more efficient battery technology come out. Is that is that is that an answer to your question? Well, it looks like Tesla is doing a lot of things with batteries, but they're basically just working around the edges to improve efficiency, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we don't. We haven't had. We haven't had a t- uh, an underlying fundamental technology to replace the uh, lithium-ion technology that is behind most rechargeable batteries today. We don't have zero-point energy. As a fan of Stargate SG One, I want zero-point energy. Sure. But so now the piece that you mentioned, where I claimed that I was pretty darned nerdy, is a, is a piece about. Um, I was just po- uh, pointing our readers to a video from a very awesome British YouTuber named uh, Tom Scott. Uh, and it was looking at a battery that was designed 176 years ago, made 176 years ago, that still works today. It's still putting out power today. I mean, that's, that's so cool. It's amazing, really, about some of these technologies we use every day in the most advanced equipment on the planet, and they go back so many years. I mean, look at the gasoline engine, for example. Okay, remember Mercedes-Benz is like, what, the first car from the 19th century, and we look at the batteries, and then we consider the headphone jack. And all this stuff... And we still don't have zero-point energy or warp drive. I'm so disappointed. We've got more to come. By the way, they're fixing Brian's roof, if you hear the knocking. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, somebody knocking on my door. Sounds like a song. Brian, we got more to come on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Brian Chaffin and Gene Steinberg, so much excitement on the Tech Night Out Live. And I want to do something here, which was my rant of the day. All right? Two rants, all right? And you could say anything you want about this. Let's give an example. Back to the headphone jack thing, all right? Now, have you ever met Steve Wozniak? Uh, Yes, I have. Okay. Now, in perspective, Apple started as a company, what, 1976? And he left Apple in 1981, okay? Left Apple in 1981, Why? Because he had a plane crash and he had a long recovery period and he figured it's time for him to go. So he has not had an active part in Apple for 35 years, right? He hasn't had a day-to-day, yeah, for sure. I mean, he gets a check, I gather. But he doesn't... Uh, Does he actually get a check? I think... shareholder, of course. Right, so he gets a dividend check or something. All right. Which is fine. The guy never has to work again. Here's a guy that 35 years ago, you know, he could leave a company that he co-founded. And if he manages his money, he's got a good life. Yeah. I'd be bored to death in about a week if I had that money. I mean, tomorrow someone says, Gene, your late brother Wally left you something you didn't know about. Here's 20 million. Enjoy your life. I couldn't stop working. I'm past retirement age. I couldn't stop working. All right. So he says sometimes things about Apple that he likes, dislikes, and he's an individual. But don't you think we give him more credibility than we should? He's a lovely guy, I gather. I never met him. I almost got him on the show at one time. And I'm sure he'd be fun to talk to. But don't you think we give him too much credibility? No, not at all. That man designed the Apple II by himself, almost by himself. So anything he says, we got to pay attention because once upon a time, 
he did something just so original, so brilliant. No, it, it doesn't make him always right by any stretch of the imagination. But what, so you know, your original question was, do we give him too much credit? No. Part of my answer is that I don't always agree with him. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to acknowledge when the great and mighty Steve Wozniak is wrong on something. And he is wrong. And he's wrong not necessarily infrequently. But in my opinion, this man has accomplished more than almost all of the rest of us will, would ever accomplish. Ever, ever, ever. Designing the Apple One by himself, ridiculous. Does doing the, the, the breakout game using like you know something like forty percent fewer chips than than his budget allowed, just ridiculous. Doing the Apple II is an epic work, an epic accomplishment. Just astounding. And because of that, I'm gonna listen to what Steve Wozniak has to say. And then I'll decide whether or not I agree with it. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll go for he, that. He was one of the people saying that Apple was would be making a mistake by um, ditching the headphone jack. He said that it was going to upset a lot of people. And, you know, he's right. It will. And then, and then like I said earlier, the, we'll all get over it. But even more importantly, I think that there's – Steve Jobs was the one who pushed forward – relentlessly and didn't have any loyalty whatsoever to the past, not to people, not to technologies, not to events, not to, you know, not to anything. He didn't care about the past, not much at least. And Steve Wozniak did, you know, Steve Wozniak wanted the Apple II to be venerated because it was paying Apple's bills, for instance. He was the practical guy. Jobs was the pie in the sky guy, kind of like Lennon and McCartney. And so Jobs would be Lennon, and Steve Wozniak would be McCartney? Uh, Remember, yeah, he was a balance. He I, was a moderating influence he, he on was, Lennon. for sure. Right. For so sure. we understand the point and the dynamic. I have a silly question here about Wozniak. When you met him, under what circumstances? It was the Computer History Museum in here in Silicon Valley was doing a uh, an Apple alumnus get together. Um, and I was able to go as a member of the press and I did, a, I, I, I snagged him. He was actually mad at me because I snagged him as he walked in the door. Cause I was so excited. <laughs> and, uh, uh, he was a little short with me. He, he, he was, he was very kind and answered my questions, but was definitely annoyed that I, that I bushwhacked him as soon as he walked in the door. And I feel, I feel terrible about that. Well, like I said, I was so excited about, uh, about meeting him that, um, uh, I just I lost all I lost all sense of decorum, I suppose. But well, as um, long as you didn't lose your bladder, you're okay. <laughs> I did not lose my bladder. I'm I'm happy to say I did not. At my but age, it, you know, people lose things. Okay, we will accept that. And uh, anyway, so I, I was I was able to talk to him about um, where Apple was at the time. This would have been in. Ooh, 2000, 2001. So Apple hadn't yet started. Apple had started its ascension, but it was still far from certain that Apple was was really, you know, in a, in a good place again. It was probably before. No, that's not true. It would have been after the iPods release. Yeah, so it would have been 2002 or three, I guess. Yep, there you go. 
Of the things he said over the years, does anything stand out that you think he made a point that Apple might have missed the boat on? Um, he, you know, Steve, Steve Wozniak is a tinker. He is an engineer and he is a great believer in things being open. He doesn't like Apple's closed approach. And he didn't like it back in the eighties when he was still at Apple. And, um, you know, it was Steve Wozniak that insisted that the Apple II have slots for people to, to be able to add their own components to. Um, it was Steve Wozniak who insisted that um, uh, people be able to uh, to access the uh, the pro- you know the, the 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 be able to program stuff themselves, and you know and Steve Jobs's vision was to get some kind of closed system that would just let people do stuff and get out of their way to do it, and. And the Waz has frequently, not frequently, but he has certainly sometimes criticized Apple's closed approach to things. Uh, I just, I disagree with him on that. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I, without uh, off the cuff, uh, no, nah, I'm not going to come up with any other examples. Very good. Now, I never met the Waz. As I said, I almost got him on the Tech Night Out Live a couple of times and just never connected. I did meet Steve Jobs twice, but nice. at times where he really didn't want to talk to me. Sure. And he had this great thing, great knack going where you ask him a question and he walks away as he answers it. <laughs> this way, there will be no follow-up. He was a genius at things like that. I tend to think that Tim Cook would be more amenable to something like that. Well, I think Tim Cook would just be more direct in telling you that it's done. I, I don't think Tim Cook would be afraid to stop you, but do so. Oh, no, quietly. not at all. He just does it quietly. He doesn't yeah. scream at you. He just stares at you. Yeah, exactly. Well, why aren't people, you on the plane people, yet? With the story about what? They have a problem in China. And he's talking to an executive. So he mentions this to this executive what the problem is. And... He looks at him a moment or two later. You've heard the story. And he says, why aren't you on the way? And the guy just grabbed his things and took a cab to the airport and left. Yeah. People, I I have seen people that I I like and respect say that that Tim Cook is too nice and or he doesn't put the, the, the fear of God into people or, you know, that in other words, he's too much of a nice guy compared to Steve Jobs, and then only by because Steve Jobs was capable of being um, very abrupt and you know maybe even a jerk that he was able to get people to be scared. And you don't need the- to be a jerk to make people afraid of you. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night How Live. <laughs> As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's 
TechNightOwl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Today, I became a biophoton woman. I put a tablespoon of the Andreas five seed oil in my morning's One World Way drink and was still happy and energized at 3 p.m. Normally, I feel tired and spacey at the end of the day, but today I felt energy and very clear. My friend at the farmer's market asked what I was on. She said my eyes looked bright and I had unusual energy for that time of afternoon. I told her there was a magical oil that enabled my body to absorb the sun's energy as if I were a plant. She said, I want some. Second one world way shake with the oil when I got home took me to bedtime with that wonderful abundant energy. I couldn't believe how much I got done and how great I felt. The combination of one world way and five seed oil produced a significant health event in my life. The kind that makes you feel you've been given your life back with a bonus. And I'm 64. Five seed oil and one world way for your fantastic health. Call 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. You know about RVs, you've heard about bunkers, but surviving is not recreation, and man wasn't made to live underground. Introducing Survivalist Camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid survival bug-out house that's mobile, well-equipped, and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Go to survivalistcamps.com to learn more. That's survivalistcamps.com, providing your basic needs to survive. Survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, 
Please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So as we're doing this show, neighbors, Brian has installers on the roof. I've got someone in the garage. And our dog, Teddy Bear, is going to have an occasional freak session. So if this discussion sounds disjointed, well, that's not the reason. (laughs) I suspect that it is. You like that, huh? Yeah. All right. So we're going to get on with stuff here. I'd love to follow up on the, the, the thing about Tim Cook. Sure. Now, Tim Cook, I have no doubt that when he needs to, he gets the point across. He knows how to crack the whip. He does it quietly. I think that looking at Tim and dismissing him as capable of being hard is to fundamentally misunderstand him. And it's fundamentally misunderstand the power of quiet anger and silent anger. And we've heard enough stories from enough people talking about how Tim could make you feel just by looking at you when you disappointed him to know that he does have that power. Uh, I, I think that it's, that it's obvious. And I think that it's obvious in everything that's, uh, uh, that's going on in Apple right now. You know, Apple is in this, this, this process of becoming this completely different company. And I, I don't think anybody but Tim could have done this after Steve Jobs passed away. And the transition, where I, I'm talking about the kind of transition that it, 10 years, 20 at the most, but probably within 10 years, everything that, that Apple ships today will not be what Apple is known for. I, I think that we are going to see a significant transformation of, of Apple, that we're seeing it take place even now. I want to get into more of that. Let's look specifically at what's going to be different. Number one, will there still be Macs? Yes. So they may be very uh, different products, but they'll still be Macs. C- caveat. The only way the Mac will disappear is if Apple has something to replace it. And I say that for one simple reason. Do any of us think that Apple would want to use Windows products or Chrome to make their other products? Because, you, you, you know, as capable as the iPad is, you need computers to do design work. You need computers to do CAD work. You need computers to manage your inventory systems. And, I mean, you know, we, st- we still need computers. Yeah, and but the, you can possibly do some of that with an iPad or its successor. Some of it. The, we will have the Mac until Apple has something ready to replace the Mac, and the iPad is not it. What is the iPad, then? Where do you think it goes? Will the iPad uh, be here in 10 years? Probably. Yeah, probably. I, I think you know, iPhones will be here too. We, we, I would imagine within 10 years, we might not immediately recognize an iPhone or what, you know, whatever, whatever product fits in that same niche. And, and Tim Cook has um, uh, said as much as that in recent interviews. But then another thing he has said is that, did you remember when Steve Jobs said he introduced the iPhone and he said that our goal is to have 10% of the smartphone business, which would mean 1% of the cell phone business. He said 1% of the global cell phone business by the end of 2008. And this is in 2007. So Jobs was painting a very, very 
conservative picture. Of course, they exceeded that by quite a bit. Right. Tim recently said in a recent interview, Apple's been doing all these interviews, uh, which is interesting in and of itself. But Tim said in a recent interview that the healthcare industry is a $9 trillion a year industry. And he said that the entire industry was geared around getting money from insurance companies, from getting reimbursed by insurance companies. And he said, when you have the luxury of not caring about that, of not needing to get reimbursement from the healthcare industry, there's a lot of things that you can do. And he pointed out that the healthcare industry, as big as the cell phone industry is, and he said that, that the cell phone industry is the one thing that everybody's got to have. As big as that is, that the healthcare industry was even bigger. So, you know, I think that we're going to see Apple continuing to make devices and services that are that are geared towards healthcare and wellness. Not to mention, of course, that the cars that's coming out, Apple's doing something big with with uh, AR or VR or both. We're going to see some interesting products coming out of Apple, and I think those products are going to end up. They're certainly going to end up dwarfing Macs more so even than the iPhone already dwarfs the Mac. With regard to the healthcare industry, it is very, very inefficient today. Amazingly inefficient. It's still operating on technologies 10, 20 years old. You go to a doctor's office, they're still using Windows XP, by the way. Sure. And the way it's managed is the same. And I'll give you examples where things are really screwy. Obviously, a hospital has to avoid mistakes. But they do it in a very, very annoying way. So... For example, my wife had an operation on her knee to fix a broken knee. This was a year and a half ago. And every person who came to her asked her the same questions over and over again. I said, don't you have a database? If they even ran around there with iPads where they look it up and each enters their own information, which is all shared instantaneously, number one, you'd have fewer mistakes. And number two, they wouldn't waste your time with nonsense. And that's a simple thing that I guess it takes Apple to fix. Yeah, it could. And Apple recently bought a company this week. It was it was um, discovered, not announced, but it was discovered that Apple bought a company whose technology allows end users, that's me and you, to collect, manage, and share our medical records from all of the places that our medical records may currently reside. And that is the kind of thing that a company like Apple could fix. Um, one of the things from, um, from that coverage was that uh, there are a thousand different systems out there being used by the healthcare industry, and that's just in the United States. And not all of them even use the same file format, let alone the same system. So, like, you know, there's just no interoperability whatsoever. That's the kind of thing that a company like Apple could fix. I think part of it also is people are concerned with privacy. So if your medical records get online, won't hackers have it? Of course, you have to think, are you important enough for any hacker to care anything about your health? Well, a, what a hacker can do with your healthcare information is sell it to people who want to exploit it or try to exploit you by knowing something about you. Right. And that's that's the danger of, of having our information, that kind of information hacked. I mean, you know, the reality is that is that is that, you know, you uh, knowing that I have any health care maladies, but you knowing something's something that's wrong with me is, you know, is it might be embarrassing for me, but it's probably not going to be a problem. But 
in in the hands of the right people, they could, you know, the, the bad guys can find a way to exploit that and use it to trick you into revealing additional information, for instance, or use it to be able to follow a paper trail somewhere. Or, you know, there's the, there's uh, many ways that it could, that kind of information can be used by the bad guys. Absolutely. I would think then that part of the thing is that it would be like ransomware. We got more to come with Brian Chaffin. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? Like someone or some company is tracking your every move online? I know I do. That's why I trust Private Internet Access VPN to keep me safe when I'm online. I use it to encrypt my traffic and use an anonymous IP address. Private Internet Access keeps your internet traffic safe from unwanted eyes so you can finally feel safe. $40 a year for peace of mind is a no-brainer. Sign up today at privateinternetaccess.com. Once again, that's privateinternetaccess.com. Can your vitamin supplements positively affect your blood in five minutes? Protovite can. Protovite is a genuine breakthrough liquid daily nutrition that delivers quality ingredients into your blood in less than five minutes. Scientifically proven and backed by clinical studies, Protovite supports energy, vitality, and optimal health. Watch our two-minute live blood cell video and see for yourself at vniinc.com slash prohealth. That's vniinc.com slash prohealth. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using the computer, or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you're having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis, 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts, available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. 
Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Of course, if you're somebody famous and they want your health records like Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, that would be interesting. Yeah. So like people could be uh, uh, blackmailed to, you know, like, for instance, the CEO not wanting board directors to, to know that she's got some kind of health concern that could negatively impact her job or be used as an excuse to uh, to canter or some guy not wanting his the woman he's proposed to to know that he's impotent. I don't know. You know there's just any number of ways where where people could be directly blackmailed or extorted. But there is, I think, also potential for people to be directly socially engineered based on on, on, on healthcare information. I think there was someone, there was a story, I, I didn't catch all the details, but a woman was called up by someone claiming to be her son and being in jail and needing money. And they had enough personal data points on this person to accurately perpetrate that that's that's who this own, this woman's own son. And she ended up giving him like five thousand dollars or something to that effect. I mean, you know, so there's always the bad guys will always be able to find something to do with your information if they can get it. So we certainly don't want people stealing our medical records. And you have to think of it this way. If you're that smart, why not get a real job? I know, right? Well, you know, the economy is difficult now. And I think even people... It's not that difficult. Well, the economy is difficult enough that as you get older, and I understand this, it's more and more difficult to get what you want because there's discrimination automatic. Well, this guy is a senior citizen. His skills have diminished. He's not keeping up to date on what he does. There's always going to be a reason. There's always going to be an excuse. And it is age discrimination. Or, you know, the guy's too feeble. Oh, my God. He's feeble because he's over that age. My blood pressure is normal, by the way. My weight is normal. But I guess they figure I'll conk out tomorrow. But that is the case. Well, then, if I conk out tomorrow, hire somebody else. That's too bad. I mean, somebody 25 can conk out tomorrow. 
you know, my odds might be, shall we say, higher. And maybe I'm living on borrowed time because my uncle died two years younger than I am. My brother died 10 years younger than I am. But my mom died a year or two older than I am. And my dad died eight years older than I am. I think I'm about halfway there, right? Just about. I don't know what I said, but that's how things go. Let's move to some other topics before we send you out with Elvis out of the building. Does anyone say that anymore? We leave with Elvis. You know, Elvis is probably still alive somewhere. You know, he's probably, what, 85 years old or something. But, you know, after he was getting too heavy, he faked his death. That's another rumor, by the way, another conspiracy that a lot of these famous people. I once heard a talk show, an all-night talk show. I was up early writing a book. And someone gets on and says, I'm Jim Morrison. And I faked my death. <laughs> and it kind of sort of sounded like you would think Jim Morrison sounded... 30 years after he died. Kind of, sort of. Okay. I don't know where we started that. Let's look into some other things here. Right now, today, what do you think are the most important issues that Apple customers are considering? How's that for a question? That's a good one. I think that, I think on the Mac front, we've got this, we've got this situation where Apple is, is perpetually lengthening the um the product life cycle and i don't personally like that and i think that a lot of people are tense about it and i don't blame them i want my computers to be updated in that nine to twelve month cycle that they've been updated for the last umpteen years and apple appears to be more and more comfortable making that more like 12 to 24 months or 36 months in the case of the Mac Pro. So I don't know. I think that's one of the biggest issues uh, for, for Mac users. For iPhone users, uh, you know, people are, there's, there's, there's the thing we talked about earlier about people being worried about the headphone jack. I think that that's just ridiculous. Um, Apple may be eliminating the home button too which will be interesting to see how that actually works. Uh, have you been using any of the uh, betas, by the way? Of which now? The iPhone? Uh, I, iOS 10. iOS 10 and Mac OS Sierra. iOS 10, they just fed a new one. This is being done on a Friday. They fed another one. And they've been coming out on Fridays the last couple of weeks. They're very, very close to final. The reason is... They're going to be announcing this in the early part of September. It's going to be out by the latter part of September, and they have to get it into the carrier's hands for final yeah, Bar- testing. So it's Barbara probably Streisand almost says September 30th. Pardon? Barbara Streisand says that it'll be released September 30th. Maybe an update so that they pronounce her last name Streisand, not Streisand with a Z. Right. Okay. Now, just think about this, how concerned people are with their own image and themselves. That here you are, Barbara Streisand is the way Siri pronounces your name. And you have this self-importance and self-worth that you go to the CEO of the company and say, change that. Now, I should go to the CEO of Volkswagen because... When I want to call my sister-in-law, Helene Beiser, the voice system for phoning her 
repeats the name Helen Beiser rather than Helene. So I should go to the head of Volkswagen and say, it's mispronouncing my sister-in-law's name. Not quite the same thing, but wouldn't you be tense if uh, Siri pronounced her name Steenberg? You know what? I've got a life, sort of, and I have to think, yeah, I guess I would complain, but I wouldn't go to the CEO or pull rank on them just to make that change. Okay, Barbara Streisand doesn't have any rank. She but has a she, rank because she's Barbara Streisand. But she can't, yeah, but she's, she doesn't have any hold over Apple, any hold beyond what Tim Cook is willing to give her. It's not like she, you know, she, she didn't pull rank. She had the ability to get in touch with him, did so. And by the way, if Barbara Streisand wanted to talk to me, I'd probably make a point of doing so. <laughs> I mean, she, she doesn't, but I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, um, I no, nah, I don't. I don't have a problem with her reaching out to Tim Cook and um, at all. I think the thing that bothers me here is that she thinks she's more important than she really is. Well, in that Tim Cook took a call and said, uh, "Yeah, I'd be happy to get that fixed." Are you sure about that? Well, at least he takes her calls. Yeah, and I mean, you know. Are you sure that she's that she's not as important as she thinks she is? Because she did get Tim Cook to take her call, and he did promise to get it fixed. So maybe she's exactly as important as she thinks she is. What can I tell you? <laughs> More power to her. I mean, if you can do it, why not? I mean, if you're that important that you say, hey, Tim. Can we have a conversation about something? If Tim will take your call, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's not like Apple doesn't fix pronunciations for lots of other people. I mean, there's names and words that Siri has started off mispronouncing and learns how to pronounce correctly. And when I say learns how, it's stuff that's happening on the back end, especially with all this neural net stuff that we've been uh, learning about that uh, Apple is doing. Um and uh, yeah, so you know, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't have a problem with Barbara's story. I thought it was funny. Like I said, she still, after all these years, has all that clout. Yep. Got more to come with Brian Chaffin on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. 
Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on this special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Introducing the fastest-growing digital currency company in the world, OneLife. With over 2.1 million members, OneCoin is becoming the most powerful force in digital currency. It reached over a billion dollars in revenue in its first year. No other company has accomplished such an impressive feat. Now you can achieve financial independence with the strength of OneLife. Find out how to build your financial dreams. 877-933-4747. 877-933-4747. Dedicated to helping you create financial abundance. If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 100 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll earn the same degree as you would on campus, from wherever you are, on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For information, call 1-800-933-1430. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 90% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU Online degrees, call 1-800-933-1430. That's 1-800-933-1430. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, Brian Chaffin, what's wrong with your roof that they have to fix it? Oh, it's a it's a thing. It's a, all of the the townhomes are are having their roofs redone as part of a a settlement lawsuit settlement. A lawsuit settlement liability then? Uh, yeah, between the in this case the homeowners association and the the builders. It's it's you know it's a thing. It's California. 
you can only sue a builder for 10 years after something is built. And the tenure for this particular uh, set of townhomes is uh, uh, was up this last year, and so there was all these settlements that that took place. So that's where it happens. Yes, it's very exciting. Okay, so now we know the truth here. Yes. Yeah, I lived in a situation like that where the first place we lived at in Arizona, we were the first occupants in 1993, and for I think it was five years there, not ten, but for five years, whatever they did. We can get them over and do it free. Now, the thing that bothered us is that the bath in the master bedroom kept discoloring. You know, the white would start getting stained. Mm. And they'd have to come in and refinish it. And then it would get stained. And they had to come in and refinish it. And they never fixed it. When we left, we left like 12 years later. And they never fixed it. And the landlord didn't care. He sold it for four times what he paid for it. And that's just before the housing bubble burst. Ah, Talk about luck. Timing. Timing, it's everything. Oh, that's it. Speaking of timing, we're talking about the longer product cycles. Now, the iPhone was still used to the annual thingy. With the iPad, it's hit and miss, depending on which model. I kind of think the iPad Pro will get more regular fixes. But part of it is the technology is good enough, and you really have to have something to offer. Like with Macs, the Updates have been so minor. Oh, it's got a slightly faster processor that you'll never see the difference. Something like that. And so they've become less frequent, like the Mac Pro is three years. But why is the Mac Pro three years? There are no better Intel Xeons or graphic processors? No, there are substantially, substantially better ones out there. And it infuriates me that Apple has neglected its pro markets. It just infuriates me. This is one area where I am just absolutely super cranky. So what's Apple doing? I mean, it doesn't seem to me that it costs a lot of money to make this kind of change. Well, you know, it shouldn't. Uh, Iterative changes shouldn't be uh, a lot of money. And it's hard to know. The um, building is getting serious. Um, I do apologize to your listeners. Uh, Or the statement made by that famous actor, why so serious? Is Apple abandoning the, the the pro market, or is 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 it just a matter of like, well, these things are still selling as well as we expect them to, so you know who cares? I, it's hard it's hard to know. Uh, John Keat wrote a piece for us uh, complaining about Apple's inability to scale, meaning that Apple has grown, it's added headcount, but it hasn't been able to keep up with uh, iterative improvements on its bread and butter product lines, and it's just it's impossible to fathom. Why the heck the Mac Pro is so old? I mean, and they're still charging the same amount of money for it. That's the thing that makes me the maddest. When I, back in December, when I was looking at replacing my uh, uh, Mac Pro from a 2008 Mac Pro, I wanted to get the trash can Mac Pro, the new one, because it's just so gloriously gorgeous looking. But the idea at that point of paying for two-and-a-half-year-old technology that had shipped two years previous for the same price as when it was introduced two years before that, that was beyond offensive to me. So if Apple charged $1,000 less each year, you'd say, you know what, that's okay. No, it would still not be okay, but it would at least be slightly more tolerable. What's the point of logic here? For, For whom? For Apple. I don't know. Because we're looking at the fact that the parts are there, 
the cost of adding these new parts, it might just be pretty much plug and play. You put a new processor as opposed to the old one, maybe more so for a modified AMD processor or something for graphics. Well, I, I actually suspect that the Mac Pro design is so tightly integrated with the specific components that it was designed for that doing an iterative design is actually more of a headache than than we assume. But hire the engineers to make it happen. Make it happen. I don't understand. And here's the you know, the, the, the pro market isn't that big. It's certainly not big when you look at, it, at how much money Apple brings in from the iPhone. But goodness gracious, the pro users sustained Apple during its darkest years. And I be- personally believe there is a halo effect that goes with what the pros are using in terms of the rest of us seeing what the pros are using, the creative pros, and wanting to use what they're using. And right now, creative pros are ditching the Mac and embracing Windows. Hewlett-Packard sees enough opportunity with what Apple is neglecting in the pro space that they are specifically marketing pro devices to Apple users to to get them to switch. It seems to me to be wholly unnecessary on Apple chart. I hope they are not abandoning it, but they have to see, wait a minute, we're losing pro users. I realize a lot of pro users will go with the iMac because a fully outfitted iMac is a pretty darn good darn, you see, a pretty darn good machine. I hope they don't. I heard rumors there'll be a new MacBook Pro coming this fall. Yeah. We've heard that. Maybe with Touch ID, maybe this strip, this touch strip above the keyboard for different functions. Kind of the hybrid of going from touch screen to touch strip. Could be. Yeah, it sounds like it might work. You see, when I was playing with a keyboard on an iPad Pro when Apple sent me one to review, and I'm typing, and then I realize I have to raise my hand and tap the screen for certain functions. And I wondered, why do people do this on the Windows side and not say this is stupid? You know, I've talked to people who say that it is useful. I also do not get it, but I believe them when they tell me that it's a good thing that Apple should do it too from their perspective. It's – I. Yeah, so I, I, I guess I'm in your camp, but I understand that, that the people who like it aren't like just making things up out of whole cloth. Well, there is that. But I still think that there's an awkwardness there, or they're not paying attention to it, or they've become accustomed to the discomfort of it. Maybe that's part of it right there. Yeah, or maybe there is something actually natural to it, Gene. I mean, it, it, you know, it's possible that the people who say they like it actually like it. There is a benefit and convenience to it. I, it's hard for me to imagine, and it's clearly hard for you to imagine, but I assume that they're not crazy. <laughs> that uh, don't make these saying. assumptions because you have to assume I'm crazy. Speaking of being crazy, if someone wants to be crazy enough to find out more of what Brian Chaffin does, what do they do? Well, that would be pretty crazy, but they could start at MacObserver.com for my day job or GeekTells.com for my personal blog. And you can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl, one word, Tech Night Owl. Follow us, neighbors. We might even follow you. I have a presence on Facebook. Look for Gene Steinberg, the guy with the plaid shirt, that 20-year-old plaid shirt, which I still own. I don't look that much worse nowadays. In fact, I weigh five pounds less than I did with that photo. 
Okay? I'm fading away rapidly here. That's what people tell me. We have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week we'll be talking shop with Greg Bishop and Chris O'Brien. All sorts of wild, wild and woolly topics to talk about, about the paranormal. Also about animal intelligence. Do you realize how smart an octopus is? That's amazing. You think about dolphins. Go to Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. We want you to also consider that we have a commercial-free version of this show. Not using like the hopper from Dish Network that just skips the commercials. We're talking about legitimately a commercial-free version. It's part of Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. If you go there, you'll learn how to sign up, low subscription rates. It's really worth it, folks. Plus.technightowl.com for Tech Night Owl Plus. Brian Chaffin, thank you, my friend, for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.